This is Austin Pace with BYU-Idaho Radio, and I'm joined today by Mindy Harris, the advising director here at BYU-Idaho and today's devotional speaker. Thanks for joining me, Sister Harris. Thank you. Awesome. So your devotional address, it's talking a lot about joy and happiness. So in your eyes, what is joy? What is joy? And I guess with respect to your address, how can we find it? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things about joy is that it's all around us and it is the attitude that we choose to put into life. So that's why it's really looking inwardly to say, how can I find joy in this moment? How can I find joy in larger moments? And sometimes when we're in trials, it is really difficult to maybe find that joy. So as we are just looking at the little things and looking for the joy in the things that are happening, I like to say too, like looking at the tender mercies, So sometimes there's just like those little tender mercies that we can look for that can let us know Heavenly Father's still helping us amidst a trial. So what gave you, I guess, the inspiration for this devotional address topic? Why why did you think of happiness as your your topic? I feel like this topic is something I try to live every day of my life. And as you hear in the devotional talk, it's not always something that I've had my eyes open to, but because of just my journey in life and and um, going through different situations, I've learned that I get to choose. And I think that's such a great message to share with everyone. Like we have a choice to be honorary or not, right? Or we have a choice to be happy or not. And in that, there's a lot of power to be given to ourselves by being able to choose uh, how we're going to react to things. Right. I just all growing up, I remember my dad, he he was really good at pushing me and my siblings to f- be optimistic because it's really hard. It's really hard in this world to really like stay optimistic and happy when there's so much that's just going down, especially I'm I'm still a pretty new student. My first semester was just last semester and, you know, just coming home from my mission and everything just being bombarded with the real world again. It was really hard to like find the joy and happiness. So it's really having that mindset of really trying to look for the good instead of looking at the whole world and thinking, all right, this is what it, this is what it is. I'm just going to play to what the world is giving me instead of looking at, all right, there really is good in this world. We just have to look for it and find it. And when you do, you realize that there's a lot more good than there is bad. Yeah, for sure. So at the beginning of your address, you chose a quote from President Nelson's talk, Think Celestial. This talk seems to be the go-to talk for all the devotionals lately Um, because there's so much the prophet speaks about that pertains to so many different topics and varieties. So you use this phrase from the talk in your address. Um, It says, here is the great news of God's plan. The very things that will make your mortal life the best it can be are exactly the same things that will make your life throughout all eternity the best it can be. Today, to to assist you to qualify for the rich blessings Heavenly Father has for you, I invite you to adopt the practice of thinking celestial. Thinking celestial means being spiritually minded. So how were you able to incorporate the goal of thinking thinking celestial to your topic of happiness and joy? Yeah, I think the ultimate goal, I, I, I truly believe Heavenly Father wants us to be happy. And you see me share that with different scriptures. You know, Adam fell, that man might be, and men are, that might, they might have joy. Heavenly Father wants us to be happy. We have the choice to be happy. And it's the thinking celestial that allows us to really um, zoom out is how I like to say it, like zoom out on life and say, hey, you know what? Things are actually pretty good here, even though sometimes when we're so zoomed in on the trials 
or their experiences or the mundaneness that we sometimes feel day after day that gets really hard. But that thinking celestial to me is like zoom out and see the big picture. The big picture is we're trying to live and become like our Heavenly Father. And some people think, well, that seems really big, right? Like that's a that's a tall order. But truly for me, it's um, no, every minute of every day is to help us to get better and to become more like our Heavenly Father. And that's the good news. Um, if we can see that in a celestial picture, then small trials that we're going through in the moment um, are making us better. And it's just a moment and things will change. It is just a moment. It makes you, it makes me think of one of my, my most favorite scriptures in Romans chapter eight, uh, verse 18. And it, it goes along the lines of this. It says, for the trials of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So we have to think, all right, this is only a little small moment. And Joseph Smith, again, was also told that while he was while he was in Liberty Jail. It was just one of those, hey, this is only going to go on for a tiny little bit. Have faith and everything will be okay as long as you trust in me and my timing. Everything's on the Lord's timing. And when we think about, you know, thinking celestial, like the prophet has told us to do, we can think past the difficulties that we're feeling right now and think, all right, there's so much more in store for me if I am faithful. It's that if part that a lot of people kind of don't understand. We got to be faithful through it. It's not, it's not just going to be, all right, I can sulk in my sorrow. I can, I can do this little thing and still receive the blessings. No, we have to be faithful through it all. And that's the hardest part is really thinking about the situation you're in and being, okay, I can do this. God will strengthen me. I just have to keep pushing forward a little bit longer and I will see in due time the fruits of my labors. And he's always going to bless us with that. And I think that's a really important thing that we should learn in today's world is that, yeah, there's always going to be bad things. It's always going to be super hard. But when we're thinking celestial and we're trying to find the joy that there is in this life, the joy that we can find and happiness that we can find within ourselves, within the gospel, we will be able to see God's hand in our life. Yeah, I think, too, sometimes we see that in retrospect. So it's not to say every single trial, you should just smile your way through and it's all going to be great and lovely that it is sometimes saying, gosh, I'm doing my best to just stay positive and work through and and this is really hard and I don't understand the perspective and I don't understand why this is happening. I can think of a particular trial that I went through that I was just remembered was super hard for me. And I still actually don't even know like what I learned from it or what I was supposed to learn from it. But um, I think I'm sure I did. I'm sure I learned stuff. But in retrospect, it's like Heavenly Father had my back through it. Heavenly Father was there to help me. And there was a reason I had to go through it. So it, it is very fascinating to just have that celestial perspective. And then our mortal like brains don't always see what we're going through. And not even always after, but often after we can look back and see it. Right. Um, you also say that we can find joy through gratitude. Um, you share a story about a time you and your young family ran out of gas in the car. You then add a quote by Marjorie Pay Hinckley that says, the only way to get through life is to laugh your way through it. You either have to laugh or cry. I prefer to laugh. Crying gives me a headache. Could you tell me why you included that personal story and how it ties into this quote? And could you kind of tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, um, I I 
truly included the story because I was hopeful that it would relate to some students. We have young married students here at BYU-Idaho, and I was hopeful that it was a way to connect more to the students and help them to see that there are times that are tough. That was a very tough time for my husband and I when we really just didn't have enough finances to to pay for a lot of the things that we would have liked to pay for, you know, like even simple bills and foods and stuff was was pretty hard. And um, the reason I included that quote is because I have just felt that quote in my life ever since I heard it. And it truly, I just choose to laugh a lot of times because crying gives me a headache because I believe what Marjorie <laughs> Bakley said. Um, and laughter just brings joy and kind of lightens up the moment. And as you see in the story, when we were just driving down the road and we run out of gas and my poor little son was just like, this isn't funny. And my husband and I were just able to take a little moment and laugh. That's not to say that we do it every time, right? Like, I'd love to yeah. say, oh, we're perfect at this. We're, we're not perfect at it. But that was a moment that we um, actually reflect on quite a bit um, as a, as a hey, here's a good example of if we could do this through all of our trials, maybe it wouldn't be so heavy because we were just able to laugh. And then, you know, we get done laughing and we said, great, now what are we going to do to find gas, right? Like right. now we're going to have to figure this out. But it was a moment to just lighten the mood for us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just need that. It's not that, you know, the trials, it's always going to be hard because like you were saying, all right, now I have to find gas. It's not going to completely just do away with the problem, but you know, it gives you a little bit of like a, a boost to go in and tackle the problem that, that is in front of you. I love that quote. I never heard it until, until now. I, it's super fun. Um, cause it, it really does just give you a headache and laughing through it is how I found a lot more joy in my life. I like to think of myself as like an optimistic person and laughing is like one of my most favorite things. Like, I don't know, just seeing somebody who's going through something hard and then seeing just a little bit of light through like a through laughter. It's a very unique and humble experience because, you know, they're going through it. But a little laugh can kind of change everything around. And I, I love that. And it's really just being grateful for those little moments because gratitude really is something super important. I, I love that you put that in there, that we can find joy through gratitude. A lot of times people think we have to find joy through what we receive. And we don't really have to fig- like think about that part of gratitude, of being grateful for it. And I found that like being grateful for the little things that I have has made me a lot more happy than like constantly receiving things. Yeah, I I, I agree. The gratitude really helps me to see perspective and, and the times that I can remember to be grateful or look at the little things that you're grateful for. The more I look for the little things I'm grateful for, the more I see the Lord's hand in my life. And that brings perspective to the things that I'm, you know, to to my whole situation. It just brings perspective and helps to lighten things up and just help me to see in that celestial view. So you also pulled a quote from President Nelson's talk about spiritual momentum. A lot of us students on campus need help finding a more positive momentum because like we were talking about, the hardships and trials of life can be tiring, especially being a new freshman in college, or even just or even just trying to figure out how to get through college. So what are some ways you can think, or what are some ways you think can benefit BYU-Idaho students gain a more positive spiritual momentum? Yeah, that's a great question. And really, I 
it's the attitude that I kind of go back to. It's the attitude of what do I want to do? We have far more choice than we maybe let ourselves No, right? So um, you hear me talk about that actually a little bit in the devotional too, where I say, hey, hey, have you ever had this happen to you where the alarm clock goes off and you're like hitting the alarm clock at the last minute? I have to, I must go to class, go to work. I'm, and, and it's so heavy, like I have to go to work. But if we could change that and spin it a little bit and say, I choose to go to work because I want to provide for my family, um, it just lightens it up. And understanding that we have a lot of choices that we get to make. And so we we um, have that positive attitude of how we get to, get to do them. Because the reality is, for example, you get to choose if you go to work. And someone might say, no, I don't. I have to go to work because I have to provide. No, you could not go to work. You'll pay the consequences like not getting a paycheck, possibly getting fired versus um, and the same thing with class. Great. Don't go to class then you're not going to pass your class. You're not going to learn the content versus changing it to actually, I really want to go to class because I want to learn the content. And the reason I want to learn the content is to further my education so that I can provide for my family so I can become specialized in whatever you're going into. Those kind of things, if we could just tweak the way we thought about them and and really see, I'll say the eternal perspective, but see the longer perspective in the things that we're doing adds that positive momentum to say, yeah, you're right. I want to go to work because I want a paycheck. And and maybe I don't love my job, but actually I really like my job because it's paying me money. And we just get to see that kind of view in everything we do. It just changes the way that you feel about the things that you're doing. So what advice do you give to students who are struggling to find joy in their lives and how can they figure out how to gain more of that spiritual momentum? I would say to look into purpose. So why am I going to work? Why am I going to school? Um, What is it I'm hoping that I'm going to bring? Being from the advising center, we really find that when students come in and meet with us and they just are like, I don't know, I'm just coming to school to go to school. Great. We're so glad you're here. Let us help you find what you love and have passion for. And then it just changes the motivation for going to school. We really, if students are here just to go to school, we have ways in the advising center to help them understand what's out there, what careers we have, what majors we have, those kind of things to help them say, hey, this is why I would want to do those kind of things. If you're talking not in a class going perspective, it could be just saying, hey, why am I doing this job? And is this a job I want to stay into? Or do I need to make a different decision to switch to a job that gives me more motivation. It comes to service. You can look at, I mean, you, you've, we've all been through a drive-through that we go and we've been to a drive-through that somebody is so awesome and so helpful and really wants to help us. And we've also been in the drive-through that you're like, they clearly don't like their job. And we can find purpose. So that, so even the person in the drive-through can find purpose in serving people. Hey, I'm going to be really friendly when I give this person their food. And you're actually helping them to have a better day. So in all the jobs that we do, if we find that purpose in why we would, why we're doing them or how we're serving people, that can ignite that passion to just want to help people in any capacity that we're in. So finding a purpose, that really does bring joy, whether it just be something small or even just like a grand purpose, because we all have a divine potential, right? We're all mm-hmm. sons and daughters of God. 
we are children of the covenant, but each individual has a divine potential. We just kind of have to figure that out for ourselves. And that was something I, I really liked to stress while I was on my mission is that we all have a divine potential that we ourselves need to look for. It's not going to be handed to us like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. We have to look for it. And then we'll receive that guidance and we'll really be able to find out what our mission in life, in life is. So when we have that purpose, we're able to have that drive to become better, which makes us happier in the end. So I think that's perfect. And I think that's what a lot of college students really need in this in this time, this a purpose, a drive. Because I, I have a couple of roommates that don't know what they're studying. One of them, he's brand new. It's his first semester. And he he, he got a little down in his, on himself. He was thinking, all right, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. What the heck's going on? I don't even know what I'm going to be doing for the next week. And it was really just us talking to him and being like, hey, you got it. It will take some time. But I think if you try to figure out what you want to do, what you truly enjoy doing, you'll be able to find something that you like to do and that you'll want to you want to continue in doing. So it's just finding that little purpose and that little spark to get it all going and you can really find joy and happiness in what you're doing. Yeah, and it also is having patience in that journey. Because we, you know, I'd like to think that all of a sudden it's going to be just be wide open and you're going to know exactly what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. But that's in reality not what happens. So it's it's having patience with the journey that we're on as we look for the purpose. And you see this in um, lots of different things where people get into a job and they love the job and then they, um, you know, they're there for, we'll say, five years and they realize in five years, like, this was such a fulfilling job. Now what's next for me? Mm-hmm. So we're always learning and growing and moving to different places. And it's having that patience with the journey. Um, like you said with your roommate, he may figure it out this semester and he may figure it out in four semesters because that's the track that he's on in trying to figure it out. And we have tools to help people, but also it's really just going to the Lord and doing the things that we doing the things we need to do, like going to class and talking to people and understanding things so that we can find what our next step is and what what our step is on that journey. Thank you so much for your comments. This was this was awesome. I, I love doing these interviews just to really dive a little bit deeper on the topic of the devotional. And it really makes me appreciate a lot more the devotional coming up. So I'm super excited as I'm sure everybody on campus is excited for your devotional. Thank you. That was Sister Mindy Harris, the advising director here at BYU-Idaho and today's devotional speaker. Thanks again, Sister Harris. Thank you.